Greetings. This is At Ease, the military podcast of Thomas Nelson Community College. I'm Gary Pounder, a member of the military team here at Thomas Nelson, and it's a simple fact of life for those of us who have worn the uniform, those wearing the uniform right now. At some point, we finally have to take the uniform off and transition to civilian life once again. And for many transitioning military members and veterans, they have been thinking about, maybe looking at, maybe planning to go into business for themselves someday, becoming an entrepreneur. And if you're thinking about that, maybe pursuing that option right now, there are local resources that can give you the help you need to be successful as a a small business person or entrepreneur. We're going to be talking today with Mr. Don Miller, who is the Assistant Director for the Veterans Business Outreach Center. Uh, It's affiliated with Old Dominion University in Norfolk. And Don himself is a retired Navy member. And Don, first of all, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be here. Before we get into what the VBOC can offer for military and veterans looking to go into small business, give us a little bit about your background, your experience in the Navy, what you've done since retiring from the Navy, and then uh, how you wound up at the VBOC. Well, it's an interesting time. I'm a Nebraska boy, and everybody always says, why would somebody from Nebraska join the Navy? And I always tell them, well, Vietnam was going on, and I didn't want to get shot at. So... (laughs) Uh, but I joined the Navy after attending the University of Nebraska uh, back in 1974 and uh, did 22 years in communications, enjoyed it, had a ball. And when I retired, I went to work for one of the big government contractors, figured that was my last job. And things kind of changed. They uh, decided to go public and it kind of changed the environment of the company I was working with. So what I, I decided to do is... I left. And what I did was I was helping out a lot of small businesses that needed help, went down to New Orleans after Katrina. And when I came back from that trek, I I got a call from one of my former Navy clients when I was with that other company. And he asked me to put together an application to manage all their command control communication computer installations all over the Navy. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, start a business. And I, wow, that was something that was probably furthest from my mind at the time. Uh, But I thought, you know what? Why not? My granddad had owned a lumber yard. And so I I guess there was a little bit of that entrepreneurial spirit in me. And so I started an IT company. And my second contract, probably the hardest contract to get, was with the Air Force at ACC Langley. I don't know. What, what is it with you Air Force guys? You just don't like us, Navy you, I don't know. I don't know. Of course, you know, the contracting world for us Intel types is a little bit mysterious and spooky anyway. But I'm glad you mentioned the fact that, you know, you yourself have been down this road of becoming an entrepreneur. Based on your experience in the Navy, based on your experience working for a defense contractor, how well prepared did you find yourself for that next chapter for starting and running your own small business? I was ill-prepared. At that particular time, there were no Veterans Business Outreach Centers. Uh, I thought the SBA was, the Small Business Administration was a government agency that just sucked up our tax dollars. Turned out I was wrong about that. Uh, The offices all over the country, and and I can tell you specifically for the Richmond office, they're fantastic. Uh, they, they They provide so much support to small business. 
And, you know, there were mistakes that I made when I started. Um, you know, it's, you don't know what you don't know. And so for me, uh, when I would make those mistakes, I'd have to figure out uh, what do I do next? And so I learned a lot from that. And I learned real quick that I needed a lawyer. I needed an accountant. I needed a banker or at least a financial institution and insurance. And so if you put those in the right order, you come out with your bail team. And that's what we really encourage everyone. I did not have a business plan and a business plan, uh, especially for those in the military, it's one of those things that, you know, every day you're operating from some type of plan of the day, or in my case, uh, a communications plan every day at sea would be different. And well, your business is the same way. You've got to have a plan. And I, I know people say, well, I've got it in my head. And they say, well, Elon Musk never had a business plan. Well, and maybe initially he didn't, but now he's got a five and 10 year strategic plan. And, and so your business, no matter how small, no, no matter how trivial you may think what you're doing is as far as it's, it's simplistic and straightforward, you could be making tiddly, tiddlywinks, but what's next? what's next? You get that first sale. What is next? I had to learn that when I started my business and I was handed my first contract uh, from the Navy, but then you've got to be thinking, okay, what is next? You, you know, you're, you're not going to live on one contract and that contract eventually is going to expire. So you need to move on, but it's that way in the commercial world too. You know, you've got to be thinking if I'm uh, like, we've helped uh, people start food trucks. Well, they start their food truck and they uh, get set up with the different cities with to be able to go and put their food truck somewhere. And then they say, well, you know, I, I'd like to be up there in front of the Navy Exchange and the Air Force Exchange. Uh, how do I do that? Well, what most of those people don't realize, you actually have to be a government contractor. And so you have to register with Dun & Bradstreet and you have to register with SAM.gov and get your cage code. And so people, that, that's what I'm there for. And that's what um, the other two people I work with are there for. We, we want to take people through the whole process. First off, all three of us are veterans. All three of us are or have been business owners. And so that experience is what we bring to the table. And we work with a lot of different resources. Uh, people that maybe have a, an expertise in an area that we don't and we can send them in that direction. Now, the real neat thing about us, okay, as I mentioned, we are under the Small Business Administration. Everything that we provide to veterans and, and the dependents of the families of veterans is free, all of our services. And the first thing that we'll do with someone is a feasibility analysis. We wanna make sure you're starting a business that can, can be successful. You gotta pay your bills. You know, how are you going to do that? And in all honesty, most businesses, it takes them a good six to 12 months before they are in the black and they're making money and paying their bills. So you have to be financially ready. And so we take them through the whole process. We bring in subject matter experts that do classes with us for free. Uh, one of our primary functions is to teach the transition assistance program at all the bases in Virginia and West Virginia. And 
what what we do is a two-day entrepreneurship uh, class where we go to the base, we sit down with people who are transitioning out, and we go through the process. Now, being a retired military person, as you know, Gary, uh, one of the first things I, I look around the class and I'll say, okay, I see this youngster sitting over here that's probably about 24, 25 years old. And I'll ask him, are you just getting out or are you going to stay in the reserves? And they say, why? I'm just going to get out. Okay. Well, let me tell you. I was on TRICARE. Uh, I'm on TRICARE for life now and Medicare. But I was just on TRICARE last year. And both my hips were bad and I didn't know it. I thought I was having back issues. So I went out and I went to my doctor. He, he said, here's a list of orthopedic surgeons. And he said, find one you like. And I found one that I liked and I paid $480 for my right hip and $480 for my left hip. And I'm great. I'm chopping down trees. I'm out there good. And it was a orthopedic surgeon out there in town. Well, they say, well, so what? And I said, because if I'd been on the Affordable Care Act, if I did not have TRICARE, it would have been $15,000 per hip. And they go, oh, you really? But I'm young. Yeah, you are. I was a runner. But so, you know, yeah, preparing these people for what's down the road uh, is also part of what we do. But once we find out that these people have a good idea and it's legal, okay, I still can't help anybody do it with a marijuana farm, but I can help them help them with other things and, you know, we get them through the process and help build a business. Plan. And that kind of leads me to my next question, Don. As you do these classes, as you take, you know, prospective small business owners who are transitioning military veterans through the process, the planning, the, you know, the outlook, the evaluations process and what have you, what are some of the biggest misconceptions that you find that these military members and vets have about getting into business? Well, first off, a lot of them come to us and they, they believe that, okay, I'm a veteran. Um, they're just going to give me money. Well, no, they don't. And the Small Business Administration doesn't have money. They guarantee loans. So if you need money for your business, you have to have a few items. First off, you have to have good credit. And if you've got bad credit, well, guess what? Any financial institution, whether it's Langley Federal Credit Union, uh, Navy Federal, um, SunTrust, they all have people that will work with you and show you how to fix your credit. And yeah, once again, they do that service for free. But we'll continue working on your business plan. And once we get to that point where okay, your credit's back up where it should be, you've got a great idea, you've laid out a good financial plan, which we will set, help you set up. We bring in, a, a, we've got a retired banker that helps people for free with the economics of their business. We have marketing people that come in and help. We have uh, accounts, accountants that come in and help people. So we bring in all these subject matter experts and it makes it so much easier. It you're crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's and you've got to because little things give you a perfect example. I'd been in business for five months. I was still working out of my house and my office space in the house was on the second floor. It overlooked the front of the house. And I noticed the sheriff's car 
pull up in my driveway. I saw a government vehicle pull up next to him. And I went down to the front and I said, can I help you? And they said, uh, yeah, you haven't paid your VEC, your Virginia Employment Commission taxes. And I looked at him and I said, well, yeah, I did. I paid it after the first quarter. I'm only two months into the second quarter. And they said, no, in the state of Virginia, you have to pay that every month the first year you're in business to establish a pattern of paying on time. Then you can go to quarterly. <laughs> I said, well, wow, you know, where was yeah. that? That's well, a small print down at the bottom. So see, these are, these are things from our own experiences as well as what we see other people go through. Uh, people that we've helped, people that come to us after they've started their business and, and tell us, man, I've been doing this now for the past two years and I'm not making a dime. What am I doing wrong? Well, let me see your business plan. And in most cases, they don't have one. So we work with them. We have several tools that they can use for free and we take them through the whole process. You mentioned the importance of uh, a financial plan as part of the overall business plan a moment ago. And I've heard statistics that about half of all businesses, small businesses, are going to fail within the first year. And usually the primary reason they go under is the finance piece. They simply don't plan for the fact that many businesses and new businesses are going to be losing money until they can establish a clientele, a business base. And in the meantime, of course, you've got all your usual bills, personal bills that you've got to pay as well. I would assume that is, you know, something, again, that you guys try to stress to the uh, military members and veterans you serve, and it's probably, I would guess, a stumbling block for veteran-owned businesses. Well, you know, most it, what, what people find surprising that is 1% or less of new businesses that actually get financing through a bank or a credit union. Most of them, they finance on their own. They do it with their, their savings, they do it with credit cards. And what we tell people, you need to have that nine to 12 month cushion in the bank to function, to operate that business until you get to that point where you're, you're making money and being able to pay the bills with the money you're making from the business. So, you know, it's really critical. Um, you know, when, they, when people start their business and they aren't prepared they don't have the finances to be able to do it. Uh, they're, if they don't have a plan put together, they're pro- there's a good chance they're gonna fail. You know, it is interesting. We, we have a, a really big success rate uh, because we make people go through the process when they come to see us. But, you know, you, you get people, I, I had a, a gentleman probably four years ago now that came in and he had written out a drawing of this orb. And I said, what's that? And he said, well, I'm going to mine asteroids. I said, okay, Um, how are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to get some some senior scientists and we're going to do this. Um, And I said, do you you understand senior scientists are just falling out of trees and work for free? Oh, but they'll make money down the road. So, uh, Myself and my cohort in crime, Joey Pocan at the time, uh, Joey came up with the idea. He says, how about you write a book about this first? And so we never saw him again. <laughs> <laughs> but, I've, I've got to ask, is that the wildest business proposal that you've seen come through the VVOC? At least maybe I should say the wildest legal business plan. Uh, 
Yes. The wildest legal egg, obviously, we've had people uh, here in the last few years that they think, well, everything's going to open up and they can start growing marijuana. One guy was insistent he was going to start a marijuana farm up in South Dakota. And I said, well, you know, it's not legal up there yet. And he said, well, I don't care. I'm going to go ahead. I said, well, we aren't going to help you. But, you know, yeah, I mean, you get some some crazy ideas. Um, and you you've really... What we try to do when we get somebody that's got maybe not a great idea, um, but try to take and, and have him, we'll move that into something that can be a successful business. Take that, bits and pieces of it. But when they are insistent, I have to tell them, why are you wasting my time and your money? I, I don't want them to do that. I want to help them. And so I'll try to set them up with possibly with uh, an organization called SCORE, uh, scores all over the country. It's business executives that help uh, small businesses get started, and they do it also primarily for for free. Uh, because you know, if they don't want to hear it from me, then I'll get them somebody else that's going to tell them the same thing. Because I don't want them to waste their money. You know, you go into a business that you're not going to make money at. What are you going to do a year from now, two years from now, if you have a significant other in your life uh, or a spouse, whatever? Uh, and you say, I'm broke. Well, you, you mortgage the house. I mean, come on, you, you used your 401k. Are you kidding me? We, we want to make sure people understand, do this responsibly. We help you with that process. We've got fantastic relationships with different financial institutions um, and with lawyers that can talk to them, you know, for buying and selling businesses. We've got a retired army uh, major that, he helps with franchising for veterans. He knows all the franchises that are gonna make money first off, but second thing is they're the ones that will give veterans uh, breaks on the cost, which is really neat. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's actually, we've had a relationship for the last seven years with the VBOC. And we're, we're continually getting calls from, from attorneys, from insurance companies, from accountants that would like to be on our team and we bet them very closely and we let them know, you know, that take good care of our clients because the first time I, I get a complaint, you're done. Uh, I will never go and we can't recommend what we do is we give them a list of resources that have proven to be small business friendly. And actually there's only been one of those people, one of those businesses and it was an insurance company, I won't mention the name, that we had to kick out because they they had a guy get three times the amount of insurance he needed and it was just it, it was he was wasting money we've been so, um, we've been talking about some of the obstacles obviously that transitioning military and vets will face in starting their own small business but we should also point out too that you know folks with this kind of background they do bring a lot of you know really valuable skills to the table and we should also point out as you indicated a moment ago the VBOC has a very high success rate so talk about you know the positive aspects that a transitioning military member a veteran brings to the business environment in terms of starting their own small business and again the success rate that you guys have had at the VBOC well the what what a military person brings to the table uh, they understand processes we have to understand processes everything that we do 
Now, I was in communications and electronics, and there are processes that you have to go through uh, when you're getting ready to go to sea. When when an airplane over over at Langley goes out on the flight line, there are processes set up uh, to make sure that everything, all safety precautions are taken, that everything has been checked off, everything's good to go. Well, military people really understand that, and that's an advantage. We we have a lot higher success rate than our uh, civilian counterparts. And here's an interesting one for you, and any of the uh, the the female military members would like hearing this. The female veterans have an even higher success rate than their male veteran counterparts. Why do you think that is? I think they're driving hard to become successful. I've worked with a lot of them. Uh, one of my favorite people that she came to me when I first started working at the VBOC uh, is a retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel. And uh, she and I have been now close friends for the past seven years. I've watched her go from from just starting out to now she has multiple million, multiple million dollar contracts and she continues to be successful. And what is she doing? She's giving back to other veterans, helping them out. When I go teach over at Langley, she likes coming in and talking about how we were able to help her become successful. But she also talked how hard it is. And that's one thing people have to understand when they start a business. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to get kicked. Are you willing to get back up? And that's that's really one of the things, you know, I, I talk about people being prepared for that, that natural disaster that could happen, uh, like a hurricane. And especially for this area here in Hampton Roads, that's pretty critical. Nobody saw the pandemic coming. Uh, and here we have businesses shut down for, for months and or when they were allowed to open back up at a reduced capacity, at a reduced revenue. And so the, the programs that the SBA set up, excuse me, through the federal government have been very beneficial. And we, we've helped over 100 small businesses with the PPP and the IDLE, the loan program for other things like your brick and mortar. Uh, so it's for us to help those people get through this has been really rewarding. I mean, uh, the, the biggie for me is when you get them up and running and they're making money and they're successful. And then when this pandemic hit, being able to figure out a way to get them through this, that's been a tough part. That's been a real tough part, but we, we've helped a lot of them. Um, we've had very few that failed, but our success rate, if we have somebody that comes to us and they, you know, they, maybe they've gone to boots to business or one of the other classes that we sponsor, uh, in our office, uh, if they go through that and they continue to work with us and they're really serious about it and they get their business going, our success rate is over 50%. Wow, that is really incredible. Now let's talk specifically for a few minutes about the VBOC, the services, the training that you offer, and how a transitioning military member, a veteran who's looking to start their own small business, how they can access these resources. Right. The, um, well, once again, there, there are 22 VBOX across the country that serve every state. And our particular area is, is Virginia and West Virginia. Uh, it used to include Delaware, D.C., 
uh, Maryland and Pennsylvania. So I was traveling like crazy. I was going up to teach classes in these places uh, and working with clients. And so when, when they come to us and we, first off, we're doing obviously everything virtually, but we had actually started three years ago because of how large of an area that we cover uh, to do a in-person classes, but we also had it going virtually. So if we had those people that were up in Pennsylvania, the people out in West Virginia, they could still do our classes. But in a lot of cases, these people had jobs. Maybe they were still on active duty, or maybe they had gotten out of the military, retired from the military, and they had another job. And they were working eight to five. Well, every one of our classes, we record them and we archive them on our website, which is oduvboc.com. Uh, yeah, .com. And you can go up and look at any of our classes. You can go look at, at our business plan bootcamp, which is pretty much the next level from uh, the Boots to Business program. And you can go look at our accounting, you can, the legal issues. Uh, we have a personal finance with a banker that she's fantastic. She does a wonderful job. Uh, she's kind of like my little sister, kind of become that way over the years. But we, we do these uh, and record them so people can go see them. I mean, we, we just did a video last week. One of the things that we do uh, every year is we have a small business resource day. And we have over 200 people that come in and we have food, we have training sessions. Well, we weren't able to do that this year, obviously. And so we did a virtual uh, two hour going over a lot of the items or the people that you would see at our, our normal small business resource day. But next year I plan on having one and I expect to t see TNCC there. Just said it's the invite. We will definitely be there. Uh, along those same lines, we should point out, too, that next week, the first week of November of uh, 2020, is going to be uh, National Veterans Small Business Week. Tell us what the VBOC has planned in conjunction with that event. Well, we've, we've got a few different items uh, that, that we're doing. Uh, one of those is we're doing a, a virtual Boots to Business uh, we are doing a virtual business plan boot camp. Uh, and we have, because of our constraints as far as being able to do events on WebEx, we can only do one at a time. Uh, the following week during, during the actual Veterans Day week, uh, gentlemen doing the franchise seminar and we're doing a QuickBooks seminar. So we have a lot of different things coming up. Uh, we really look forward to this. And by the way, our location, once we are back in the office, is on Bank Street in Norfolk. We're a half a block from MacArthur Memorial. And I, I always give the Army Army folks up there at Port Eustis a hard time if they haven't been to see it, because the MacArthur Memorial is pretty phenomenal. I mean, it's, it's also where he and his wife have been entombed. But the pictures and everything that they've got in that is, is incredible. And we actually have hosted an event over there for our veterans when we bring in different resources. Yeah, it really is an incredible place. And I should point out, too, that even though you guys are affiliated with ODU, as you point out, your physical location now, your offices, you know, post-COVID, 
are not on the ODU campus. You don't have to go to the ODU campus to contact and access the resources provided through the VBOC. Correct. A lot of the uh, the majority of my clients I'm, I'm doing in virtually the, through Zoom calls or just on the phone. Um, but I have a I there's always those people who say, you know, I've got to I've got to meet you face to face. And so we'll find a, a location where we can have a cup of coffee, sit at separate tables close to each other and with our masks on and talk to each other. I don't have a problem doing that because I know there's a lot of people that want that. But yes, you're right. We are, we are. Uh, Old Dominion University holds our grant, but we're pretty much an independent organization under the Office of Veterans Business Development, which is under the Small Business Administration. You mentioned earlier that uh, the VBOC that you're a part of, you serve veterans, military in Virginia and West Virginia. How big is your clientele? Well, currently we have over a thousand active clients. Um, from scratch, and I'll explain what I mean by that. Um, we have helped start over 350 businesses in the last eight years, and we've only had about three or four that have failed. When I say from scratch, it's if if you would go down today and get a business license, and then you come in to see me tomorrow, well, I can't count you as a brand new business because you already got your business license. So in our statistics, I can't list you that way, but it'll be quite obvious by the, your start date for that business license in our, in our database. And we should point out, too, that the VBOC, your programs, actually serve the entire military community. It's not restricted just to those folks who are in uniform right now, those who are veterans. You can also assist uh, military-dependent spouses, people like that that are looking to become entrepreneurs. Most definitely. I mean, I, I've actually, in one of my clients, she was the granddaughter of a Korean War veteran, and he had written a book, and she was going to help publish it. And so she came to me and, and worked through it. If you're a dependent, um, if you are uh, have a, a grandfather that served, you know, we're, we don't care. But let me also throw out and throw this out there because, and I, I don't want to get myself in trouble for saying this, but if somebody is, is, has a fantastic idea and they come to one of my classes, because we don't restrict the classes off base to strictly veterans and their families, if they've got a great idea, I'm going to figure out, I'm going to find somebody to help them because why would I not? Small business is the cornerstone of this country. It's where the jobs are created. It's where it's the tax base. For this country you know? and, and so helping these people get up and going I, I mean it's so much fun it is so much fun and, and we've done everything from microbreweries to food trucks to government contractors cleaning companies I'm helping a guy right now that's doing smoking meats uh, which is kind of fun because mm-hmm. I do that myself but just for my family and friends but the the whole the whole bit with this is when you help somebody get get started you take them through the process of their business plan and you help them with get their finances together and and then you get to that grand opening day and they open up and six months from then they're they're making money and they're that to me that is what really keeps all of us doing what we're doing we love this it is fun 
It really, it really sounds like that. Another question I want to ask you about, Don, is for someone who is getting ready to leave active duty, whether they're getting out after four years, eight years, 20 years, 30 years, whatever, and they've been thinking about going into small business, what kind of a timeline, when would you encourage them before they hang up the uniform to start working on the planning aspect, to start working on the education piece, to gain the knowledge they need to not only develop the business plan, to line up the financing, to be ready when that opportunity is going to come to actually open their small business? Well, we we like to, and we've actually got the TAP program for the different services to buy in on this, and that's trying to get people through the transition assistance program uh, twice, once 24 months out and then six months out. And it, because there are different tracks that you can take, uh, you know, you've got your regular portion of the transition assistance program. Then they have uh, one for going to college, one for finding a job, and they've added in uh, technical training and, and then the entrepreneurship. So we get people that come into class and say, well, you know, I, I didn't think I wanted to start a business, but I thought I'd come in and just listen. Well, that's great, you know, because somewhere down the road, they might decide they want to do a business. They say, you know what? I remember there was a Veterans Business Outreach Center and I can get up through the SBA or just put in VBOC and all the VBOCs are listed up on online and you can find them. And I know all of them. Every year we have an annual get together and we go through it and all the, the best practices so I know all these people, these are dedicated people to helping veterans, and that's what we love about it. One in a quick question along those lines there. You mentioned you know the nationwide reach of the VBOC network. Let's say you have a sailor or maybe a first-term airman, first-term soldier who's like, okay, I'm getting out, I want to go into small business, but I'm going to go back home to Texas or Mississippi or Wyoming can you help that uh, transitioning service member who's going to resettle somewhere outside the Virginia, West Virginia area, or do you refer them to a VBOC in the location where they plan to eventually settle? Well, what we what we do is because you know obviously here in Hampton Roads we've got a ton of military, and most of these. Well, I won't say most, but a whole lot of them are going back to wherever their homes were before they went into service. And so we get them started here. We go ahead and get them in our system. We start uh, working with them on their business plan, working on the economics. And then if they're going to be going, uh, you know, I'll give you a good example of somebody that it was a, uh, a couple. They were both active duty that were retiring and they were going to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Now, it was kind of funny because his wife was from Arizona and she'd never been to Green Bay in the winter. Uh-oh. And I told her, I said, oh, you're going to hate that. Well, but they wanted to do an indoor rock climbing place up there. And so because they were here and uh, they were still both on active duty, I started working with them. I set them up with the Economic Development Agency for the city of Green Bay. And the city of Green Bay helped them find a location and helped them with the cost per square foot, uh, helping them find somebody that can do help with the build out of the, the place. 
you know, the cities want businesses, small businesses to come in because it's just going to be better for the cities. And so, but once, once they moved, once they moved up there, then I transferred them to the VBOC that's closest to them. And, but of course, all that information was already in our system and it just transferred to that other VBOC. So it was real easy. And this, this happens a lot. I'm dealing with a couple of people out in San Diego right now, uh, dealing with a young man over in, in Japan. Uh, so, you know, you, yeah, we transfer them, but I always tell them, if you're not happy with the service you got, you're getting, you always got me to lean on because I'll make sure that they get good service. And that really is important. And just a few final questions here. First of all, we know that the VBOC here locally has a clientele of well over a thousand military veterans that you're serving right now. What is the nationwide impact? How many veterans, how many military does the VBOC network serve nationwide? Well, if, if you would look at, um, at our numbers, uh, just for our VBOC, and where we're serving over a thousand. And of course this is, we do have one of the largest areas. And before I go into actual numbers, I wanna say, we don't, once you start your business, we don't kick you out. We don't tell you, okay, go fly. Don't bother me anymore. We let them know that you're gonna, you may have some issues come up, get in touch with us. But what we are looking at on an annual basis is over 10,000 that are being helped. Um, and, but it's actually in our particular case where, where we're, we're doing in last year alone, we taught over 1600, uh, veterans and their families in the boots to business program. But beyond that, we get a lot of people that like the gentleman that just called me the other day and he said, Hey, um, I've been retired for 10 years. And I just heard about you guys and I've had my business going and we're doing okay, but I want to take it to the next level. So that's where we also get a lot of service. I've, I've helped Korean war vets that have had businesses going, uh, obviously a lot of Vietnam vets, uh, but yeah, it's, it's over 10,000, uh, that we're helping annually. That's a pretty significant number. That really is an incredible number. For someone here locally who wants to access the services of the VBOC, what is the best way to get in contact with you and your colleagues at the uh, Veterans Business Outreach Center? Well, they can go to www.oduvboc.com, and they can go find our website. They can go up there and they can register. They'll get a phone call within a couple days. And they'll set you set that person up with one of the counselors, and also give them a list of the different uh, classes that we have coming up. I mean that some of the classes are quarterly, but like our business plan boot camp, because it's a very popular class, we do that every month, every month. And we have a lot of people even doing them virtually. We've had a lot of people in on. I need to mention a couple people. Go right ahead. I need to mention our director, Sherilyn Sagister. Uh, Sherilyn has been doing it. She actually uh, came to the VBOC three months before asking me to come in uh, back in March of 2013. Uh, Sherilyn is a Navy and Army veteran, uh, a serial entrepreneur and helping other people help one company start from scratch to being a nationwide franchise. 
Sharitha Gordon. Sharitha Gordon was Air Force, got out, got her degree, went back to the Navy as an officer and retired and is, has a business going on the side right now in a consulting firm and she's getting ready to start a nonprofit. And then we have the glue that holds it all together. We have Troy Boner. Troy Boner was Air Force. Uh, he came to us as a VA work study and uh, Troy graduated with a degree in criminal justice. And we really, had, we had hit a point where we really needed a solid admin person, somebody to, to track all of our schedules, to make sure that we were making time for all of our clients and to set up arrangements for all the different events that we do. And Troy said, I'm not sure where I'm going yet. I like this. I, I, I love working with you guys. And so Troy's been working with us here this past year. He and his wife had their first child. Uh, but Troy is just a wonderful young man and we are so lucky. And I seriously, I call him the glue that keeps everything together. And I should point out too, that Troy played a very instrumental role in setting up this podcast today and putting, you know, the two of us in contact and everything. So Troy, we really, really appreciate that. Before we wrap things up here, Don, any final brief words of encouragement or advice to our listeners out there, members of the military community, we're thinking about going into small business. Use us. We don't cost a dime. We've got the background. We've helped so many people get started in business. And we love what we do. And if you don't like working with me, then we've got other people you, you can work with. You can work with Sharitha or Cheryl Lynn. Uh, but we're here to help. And we want to make sure that you're doing something that's smart, that's going to make money and take advantage of all those things out there for veterans right now, people, because when I first came in the military, it was during the end of Vietnam and we weren't very well liked or, or appreciated. And right now there are so many free programs for uh, veterans. Take advantage of it. And that's what we're here for. And again, we thank you for taking time to join us on the podcast here today. When speaking with Don Miller, he's the Assistant Director of the Veterans Business Outreach Center in Norfolk. Again, a tremendous resource for anybody in the military community who's thinking about going the entrepreneurial route, going into small business for themselves. Again, please contact the VBOC, and we will put up a link from our webpage at tncc.edu slash military to the VBOC once we uh, post this podcast in a couple of days. Don, again, thank you so much for your time. Continued success at the VBOC. Thank you, Gary. This has been uh, At Ease, the military podcast of Thomas Nelson Community College. I'm Gary Pounder. Thanks for listening.